You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 68 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, certified elder law attorney and partner here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're talking about popular scams targeting seniors, how to spot them, and how to protect yourself from them. Joining me for the conversation is Ashley Hunter, the program director for 50 Forwards Victory Over Crime. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us about the Victory Over Crime program. Yeah, so the Victory Over Crime program is a supportive care program that's offered through 50 Forward. Um, And 50 Forward is a nonprofit organization that provides programs and services specifically to older adults. We have seven lifelong learning centers in the Middle Tennessee area. Uh, So the Victory Over Crime program provides intensive case management services to those who are 50 plus who have been affected by crime in some way. So we support our clients by providing advocacy and connection to their resources. Um, We can also assist our clients with safety planning uh, to help them think through the safest way to navigate their situation and to help them prevent re-victimization in the future. Uh, Our program also has an outreach component to it, so we frequently give presentations in the community to older adults specifically, but also service providers, so they can have the tools and the knowledge that they need to keep themselves safe uh, and aware of our program and the services that that we provide so they can connect clients to our program. Wow, that certainly is a mouthful. That's a big program. (laughs) What popular scams are you seeing right now? Um, so probably the most popular scam that we see, uh, that have, um, our clients have been infected by have been imposter scams. Um, so that's a type of scam that involves a scammer pretending to be someone that they aren't. So scammers do a really good job of taking advantage of any kind of new trend or thing that's going on in the news. So with COVID, we saw lots of situations where scammers, Uh, We're preying off people's COVID-related fears. So, like, before there was a vaccine, scammers were offering access to a vaccine that didn't exist or offering, like, a free test kit provided by their doctor. And all they needed to do was to verify their personal information so they would get, like, their social security number or their bank account information. Um, So, traditionally, scammers really do an excellent job of taking advantage of any kind of new trend or historical event going on. Um, So we saw over the past year a ton of COVID-related scams. But outside of COVID, um, we've been seeing a lot of people who've been affected by romance scams. Um, So with these types of scams, um, we're seeing a lot more people going online, especially, um, you know, we're, we're all isolated to being at home. A lot more older adults are going online to meet people. 
Um, and we've seen that scammers are hanging out on dating websites looking for older adults to take advantage of. Um, they seem to target a lot of people on Facebook as well from what we've seen. So these scammers like to reach out to older adults to try to establish some sort of romantic relationship. And then they try to um, advance that relationship with that person as quickly as possible so they can gain that person's trust. So a lot of times these scammers have some sort of sob story of why they might need money. Um, and once they've gained that person's trust, they may ask for money for, you know, a supposed family member. They might tell them that they have like a business opportunity that they want the older adult to invest in. Um, once we even heard about a case involving a scammer asking for money um, from that person that he was talking to so he could buy a yacht and they could retire together and sail around the world. So a very like romantic, grandiose kind of story associated there. Um, sometimes they might even ask for money so they could afford to travel to be with the person. Um, but of course, the person being targeted eventually finds out that none of those scenarios are real. Um, and unfortunately, the fallout from romance scams can be particularly difficult because the person might not just lose a lot of money or have their personal information jeopardized, but they also are grieving the loss of a relationship as well. And from what I've seen, a lot of people struggle with that aspect of it. Absolutely. We, uh, I've known someone recently who was got got all involved in one of, an online romance and it was obviously a scam and it from a third party looking at the situation you go this is obviously a scam but when you're the person in it and there's emotions mm -hmm. it wasn't so obvious to to that person they were hopeful that this was going to be a real thing they were lonely and and wanted the relationship it was really i mean it was really pretty sad um Another, there was some kind of scam recently that involved um, buying gift cards. Uh, do you know anything about that one where they, they talk you into buying gift cards and send and then read off the codes to them? Yeah, we've actually um, seen a lot of situations like that too. So we've seen that in the form of, so scammers will reach out to uh, older adults offering like a job opportunity. So um, the opportunity to be like a secret shopper for some type of like retailer like Target or Walmart. Um, so in this situation, the scammers pretend to hire people to be that mystery shopper. Um, and so the scammers will send the person a fake check for them to deposit into their bank account and then tell them to go to the retailer and buy a bunch of gift cards. It, it doesn't have to be gift cards. It could also be like wiring, doing a wire transfer or like a money order. Um, and then the person thinks that they're like reporting back on their experience on doing business with that real retailer. Um, but anyways, once they buy the gift cards, they give the codes on the back of the cards to the scammers. Um, so the money that the person is depositing into their checking account, so that check is, is a fraudulent check, but the money that they're using to buy the gift cards and send back to the scammer is real. 
So that's just a very easy way to get legitimate money from a fraudulent check. And the number one way that scammers ask for money actually is in the form of some sort of gift card because it's not, um, it's uh, hard to trace and it's hard to get that money back once it's gone. So the gift card thing is pretty common. So beware, that is one of those times where it's really hard to get your money back if you get involved with that. Um, some of these things, it seems like just using your common sense, but um, you do kind of just get sucked into the story, I guess, that these folks are saying. What are the what are the signs that we can watch for to help us be a little more astute and not fall victim to a scam? So I always recommend that people have their guard up and really use their critical thinking skills. I know that that seems like really easy and simple to say. Um, but for example, like if they receive a check in the mail, um, they might want to take the time to kind of ask themselves, why, why would I be chosen to receive this and really take the time to think through the situation. Um, people should always look, look out for any kind of like broken English, grammatical errors in any kind of correspondence that they receive. Uh, a lot of times these errors can be a dead giveaway that, uh, they're communicating with us. This is because a lot of times English is not the scammer's first language. So another thing that they can look out for, um, another red flag that people could watch out for, and this is probably the most important thing, um, is if someone's trying to pressure you into making a decision without giving you enough time to think about that situation, this is a huge red flag. Um, so scammers are really, really good at creating this sense of urgency and making you second guess yourself. Um, they really want you to react before you have time to catch on to the thing. Uh, another thing to be aware of um, is if the person you're corresponding with is trying to convince you to be secretive about the situation um, or their proposition that they're giving you uh, can be a big red flag. They do this because they want you to isolate yourself from the rest of your support system because they know um, that somebody in your life might try to poke holes in, in the scam um, to kind of explain the story away. Um, another thing that you want to watch out for is language like you must act now or the offer won't be good or um, you've already won. All you need to do is dot, dot, dot. Um, so again, that's just another sign of a scammer trying to create that sense of urgency. Uh, to get people to act before they have time to fully think about what they're doing. So all, all uh, good things to be aware of. So that's good information for, for us to take in and, and note those signs of a scam. But what can you do if you think you've been a victim of a scam? Um, so especially if you've you know, given any personal information or any form of payment, you want to report the situation as soon as possible. The earlier that you report a situation, the more likely are you can be to recoup some of the funds that you might have lost or prevent somebody from using your personal information to do something illegal. 
Um, so you can report the situation to your local law enforcement, but there are also some other organizations uh, that we recommend that you report the situation to. Um, the Federal Trade Commission is, is a big one that you can report the situation to. They track uh, a lot of these types of scams. Um, if the situation involves uh, a natural disaster, uh, you can contact the National Center for Disaster Fraud because, like I said earlier, scammers like to come out of the woodwork if there's any kind of like big historical event or trend going on. So a lot of times we see uh, scammers pop up after there's a big natural disaster uh, posing as like a fake charity or something like that. Um, for more general fraud or other criminal situations, you can report the situation to the FBI. Um, if the situation involves healthcare fraud, and that includes Medicare and Medicaid fraud, uh, you can contact the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, if the situation involves internet fraud uh, or lottery or sweepstakes fraud, specifically on the internet, the FBI uh, actually has an internet crime complaint center that's online called IC3. That's a great way to make a report too. Um, and for any kind of mail fraud uh, or even mail fraud that involves lottery or sweepstakes fraud, you can contact the U.S. Postal <clears throat> Inspection Service as well. And then, of course, we always recommend that you report it to local law enforcement. Wow. I hope because I got report to my local police. And then after that, it was like, it was, you need a grid to keep up with it. So I hope somebody at the local police department knows who else I would need to report it to, or we're just going to call you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's, one <of> the, <laughs> that's one of the main things that our program can assist with too. Uh, because obviously that's a lot to try to navigate. And especially if you if your emotions might be heightened because you might feel shame of getting involved in a situation like this or, you know, anger, uh, you might not know all the right steps to take or who to call or what to do. So that's one of the main things that the Victory Over Crime program does is help our clients navigate the situation or make the reports to the appropriate agencies and kind of help them get their life back on track after something like this has happened. But it's definitely important to report it. You might be embarrassed or feel um, or, or just not want anybody to know or whatever that this has happened to you. But it's important not only to help protect yourself, but to maybe help these agencies get ahead of it so that they can keep it from happening to other people, I would think. No, absolutely. And sometimes we have situations where our clients are reluctant to reporting a situation like this because just like you said, there could be shame, there could be a lot of emotions there, or they might think that, you know, what good is it going to do? I'm not going to get my money back. But we always encourage people report because they never know. I mean, it is um, pretty unlikely that they can get money back. But, you know, sometimes we've seen situations where people have made a report and the FBI or local law enforcement have been able to connect it with uh, another scenario that's been going on that was similar and they were able to locate the perpetrator that way. So there's always a benefit in reporting the situation to law enforcement. Thanks, Ashley. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening.
Tacus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness, disability, or advanced age. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Takeus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 